You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Radio Show. Hey, this is your host, Matt Breckwald. Well, all of you who have been listening for some time, you know that I've got a small farm out in CUNA, and I definitely have a very strong interest in agriculture. And I've actually been able to spend a lot of time speaking with people about agriculture and make my living that way. And it's always fascinating to me to hear about all the different facets and aspects of agriculture. Everything from production agriculture right down to locally produced and sold food. And we are going to devote today's episode to talking about locally produced and sold food. And we're so lucky, and I'm so lucky in the area where I'm at, that we've got a great farmer's market just right down the road from our place in Boise. The Boise Farmer's Market, owned, operated, run by farmers, is an absolutely fantastic farmer's market from a perspective of somebody who's who's been to farmer's markets actually all over the country. Really a high-quality farmer's market. And there's a lot to learn from how this market is run, the motivations behind it, and how it works about locally produced and locally sold and purchased food. And today I'm going to actually speak with the market manager, Tamara Cameron, and she's going to talk to us all about the development of the market, how it works, what is sold there, different special events and community outreach and why she is such a proponent of locally raised and locally sold food. Just a great aspect of agriculture right here on one end of the spectrum. And we've got a great example right here locally for us. Hope you enjoy this episode. Tamara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you for asking me to be here. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. I am thrilled to profile this great farmer's market we've got in Boise and, and kind of talk about this model and talk about what makes the Boise farmer's market special as well. I'd, I'd love to start off by just introducing you, just kind of letting our audience get to know who you are. Could you give us just a brief introduction of yourself? I am Tamara Cameron. I'm an Idaho native. I used to live in Boise and then I moved away for 10 years to San Francisco and now I'm back. And I personally am all about local food and eating local and supporting local farmers. And so getting the opportunity to run the Boise Farmers Market is is a real honor and gift to me. I love it. I think that's probably all you need to know. I'm a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm an uh, unskilled gardener. And as I said, I love to eat local food and I buy from our local farmers and everything local works for me. Well, how did you find yourself in a position to to be able to run the the Boise Farmers Market? Well, my background is in events management, and I've done events large and small, and I've also worked for the Farmers Market for quite a few years in the background. The last three years, I've run their mobile market unit and also done marketing and development. So I know a lot about the Farmers Market, and when Karen decided she was going to retire this year, it was I jumped at the opportunity. Now, my wife and I, whenever we have the opportunity, we will go to a Farmers Market. So we've been to them um, in multiple states, in multiple communities here around Idaho and Eastern Oregon, just whenever we have the chance. And I wanted to ask you, I to me, they seem to, and I know they've been emerging for some time, but to me, they still seem to be emerging and growing in terms of size and scope and how many we have around the country. Am I right about that? Are farmers markets still expanding? Absolutely. I think 
you know, back in the 50s, we thought that industrialization was the way to go because we could feed more people. And lately, the trend is, and rightly so, to go smaller and support local and for sustainability and also just because the food is better for you and we are burning up less miles bringing it to each other. So farmers markets are expanding around the nation and changing you know, they're getting more locally focused and tightening their guidelines and learning how to be a real contribution to their individual communities. And so what what do you think is the draw for the folks in the community to come to the farmer's market? Is it the local food? Is it the way it's grown? Is it the event atmosphere of having a farmer's market that brings everybody together or kind of a combination of all those things? It's all those things. I think there is, at this point, there is a large percentage of our population who expects to be able to buy local food. And it's not just coming and talking to the farmers and knowing where your food comes from, although that is part of it. Mm -hmm. It's also the community that's formed, uh, the community of like-minded people that's formed around a farmer's market. We are the central place where farmers get to meet their customers and people who want to buy local get to find out about their food at the source, from the source. So it's all those things plus the fun atmosphere. Now, I know this from my side of things that there's definitely uh, there's definitely a movement. As a matter of fact, I think only the second time since the 1950s where we're seeing more people trying to go into farming and into agriculture than are leaving it, than are retiring out of it. We're seeing, I guess, an increase in uh, the number of people. And, and with that said... Does a farmer's market like we have in Boise, does it, does it help people to, to give them a shot to be able to achieve that lifestyle? Absolutely. And, you know, farming's hard. And it's exciting that there are all these new up-and-coming young farmers and people who are going into the agriculture industry. Mm-hmm. The farmer's market provides a place where people can grow things and bring it and for a fairly small investment, find out if other people will buy it. And it's a really valuable marketplace to our farmers because they can charge retail prices mm-hmm. and they can, for a fairly minimal investment, find out if it'll work or find another marketplace, find a place to sell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it works. It's, it's very valuable, especially for new farmers. We yeah. also, you know, as that marketplace, we provide an opportunity for chefs to come and meet new farmers mm-hmm. and for farmers to make connections with people who can find other wholesale outlets for their food. Well, great start. Let's take our first break. And when we come back, I want to I wanna talk to you about the history of the Boise Farmers Market and, and find out more about our specific market we've got here in the Treasure Valley. Great. Looking forward to it. No matter where work takes you, D&B Supply makes it easy to get the job done with DeWalt FlexVolt Tools. With advanced battery technology, DeWalt FlexVolt Tools gives you the power of freedom to work without cords. For construction, remote job sites, and outdoor projects, the heavy-duty FlexVolt line offers everything from hammer drills to table saws to air compressors and more. So get out there and get to work with DeWalt FlexVolt Power Tools. Available at your favorite D&B Supply. When you're stuck out in the cold or want to cozy up in your off-the-grid cabin, a Honda generator gets you going. Stop by D&B Supply to pick up one of these power players. Quiet, lightweight, and fuel efficient, 
Honda generators make winter camping, ice fishing, and even power outages more bearable. Take on the elements in a way you can take anywhere. Get all fired up for anything that winter brings and grab a Honda generator at your neighborhood D&B. All right, Tamara. Well, now that we're back, I want to ask you about the history of the Boise Farmers Market. And I've been observing it for for many, many years, and I know it's changed and transformed and moved a few times. I wonder if you could kind of catch us up on all of that. Sure. So the Boise Farmers Market was formed six years ago. It used to be part of the Capital City Public Market. The Capital City Public Market decided to change their bylaws to open their market up to a variety of vendors and not really focus on eggs. So the farmers decided they wanted to start their own farmers market with a specific focus on on local agriculture. Mm -hmm. So they formed the Boise Farmers Market and we are now six years old. We've been in a couple of different locations. Our new location is at 1500 Shoreline Drive. And that is, if you're my age, the old Kmart building. And if you're younger, St. Luke's offices. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) So it's important to the farmers. It was important and is important to the farmers who formed the farmer's market that we keep our ag focus and that we are always local food based. So a couple things there. I just want to give everybody a quick description if they've not been to the market. Shoreline Drive, if, if people were coming into downtown on the connector, would they want to take the River Street exit and then just kind of stay right? Would that bring them right around to where you're at? Exactly. Take the River Street exit, stay to the right, drive up Americana to the stoplight, take a left and turn into the parking lot. Perfect. And it's pretty obvious once you come off the connector where we are because we are a sea of tents. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I I wanted to, to recap on this history. So at one point there was a break in what was the the capital city market where all the the farmers said well we're going to go and do our own because we want it to represent agriculture and local agriculture is that correct yeah they wanted to be a traditional farmers market in a traditional farmers market at least half of your vendors if not more are ag focused so either farmers or ranchers that was really important to the core group Mm -hmm. and remains very important to the boise farmers market today Okay. Now you had mentioned you'd mentioned bylaws and kind of rules and regulations for vendors earlier. And as you were talking about that, I was thinking about what's going on today in agriculture. There, you know, it's such a, a multifaceted industry and there's so many different nuances to it. Uh, but one of the things that's going on is this talk about country of origin labeling. And there's this dispute over how do we label things that are produced in the United States in the grocery stores. But when somebody comes and they're buying meat, vegetables, fruit, whatever it may be at the Boise Farmers Market, are they they're getting all local? There's there's really no question about that, right? There is no question about that. And if we have something that's not local, it's clearly labeled not local. Occasionally we'll have guest vendors who mm-hmm. are somehow associated with Idaho or the local community. And when we do, like right now we have pomegranates, which is fun. You know, we don't grow pomegranates in Idaho Mm -hmm. and they're coming in from a farm in California, a very small family farm in California. They're organic. So when we have the opportunity to have things that you just can't get, they're clearly labeled and the owners of the farm or their family are there selling the product. We always make sure that you are that you get direct contact with the people who grow the food. 
that's really important. Now, when people come to you and they and they say, why should we buy at the farmer's market? Because if somebody comes to you and they say, okay, I could just go down to the corner grocery store any day of the week and I could buy food. Why should I make the extra effort to come to your location and buy there? What do you tell them? There are a lot of different things I tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Let me step onto my soapbox. Okay. Local food is way more fresh than food you get in the grocery store. So a carrot, this is the typical example, a carrot from the Central Valley in California gets picked, gets put in a box, gets put in a cooler, loaded onto a truck, driven to Idaho, put back in a cooler, and then it hits the shelf. That's a two-week process. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a one to two-week process. So if you come to the farmer's market, the carrots that you buy there were either picked yesterday or the day before. So they're two days old rather than two weeks old. And that makes a difference in how long they'll last in your refrigerator because they haven't been warm, cold, warm, cold. They've been picked, put in a cooler, put in a box, brought to the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. It also makes a difference in the footprint of that food. If that carrot came from California, it's got a thousand miles of fuel and trucking attached to it. If it came from Fiddler's Green Farm, it's got four miles of trucking and fuel attached to it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a better choice. Yeah, it's definitely, there's there's some value-based decision-making that goes into this as well, obviously. Absolutely. And you get to talk to the person who grew it. So you know whether it was sprayed with pesticides or herbicides or whether it was grown organically. And you can even go visit the farm most of the time, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's something to be said for the local aspect, especially if people... You know, I if people want to feel a closer touch with where their food is coming from, and I, I kind of feel like that's something that's going on uh, that's part of this movement, if you will, or this emergence of farmer's markets is that people, maybe they've, they've gotten too detached from their food and they want to feel closer to where it's coming from. Do you get that sense at the farmer's market? Absolutely. I think that more and more people are looking to prepare their own food and then looking at those ingredients and they want to know where they came from. All right. Well, let's take our second break. When we come back, I want to find out about the standards for the people who are selling it at your farmer's markets and kind of at farmer's markets in general, okay? Sure. Thank you. Carhartt is legendary for getting you geared up for anything. So getting geared up for the winter is easy at DMB Supply with Carhartt Full Swing. Tough and water-repellent, Full Swing clothing lets you move like you mean it with Carhartt's Rugged Flex technology. It's made for maximum range of motion and maximum protection from the elements. Get ready for anything the day throws your way and get into the full swing of things at your favorite D&B Supply. D&B's got just the feed for every horse at every life stage. Purina Strategy. Whether your horses are growing, breeding, showing, or performing, Purina Strategy delivers the right density of protein, energy, and fat with less starch for more endurance and overall stamina. It's true. The standard in horse feed just got better. Our Purina Strategy horse feed now includes Outlast Supplement to support the gastric health of every horse in your barn. We'll see you soon at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Tamara. Well, let's talk about your farmers. So what does it take to be able to come and sell the food that you're producing on your farm at the Boise Farmers Market? You have to be local. So local for us is, hmm, we have folks coming in from Oregon, Mm -hmm. just over the border. 
we have, you know, you need to be in Idaho or close by. Okay. And it helps if you're growing something unusual. That's always good too. Something that other folks don't grow. But as a farmer's market, we take people who grow vegetables. We prioritize organic or organic practices. Mm-hmm. But so far, we're taking everybody who applies that is a farmer or local small farmer gotcha. and wants to participate. Now, when you say you prioritize organic or organic practices, explain to me the difference. So organic farmers are certified and they've gone through the organic certification process, which is a little bit expensive and quite the process. And then organic practices, for example, are global gardens farmers. We work with global gardens and their farmers come and sell at the farmer's market. They grow using organic practices, but for them to get organic certified is cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. And so we know they grow with organic practices. And so we obviously would prefer to be 100% organic, but that's not going to happen at this point. But we do prioritize clean food and the least amount of pesticides possible. So organic practices are better. So the standards that you have there at the Boise Farmers Market, how does this uh, compare to what you know about other farmers markets throughout our state, throughout Oregon, are they kind of similar in the way things work? Each farmers market chooses their own way to operate. Mm -hmm. The farmers markets that I'm aware of, they're the same. You know, they're, they have high standards for their food and high standards for their vendors. And, but as I said, each farmers market varies by participants and what their board decides. But if they're a farmer's market, a traditional farmer's market, they're obviously going to be focused on having great food available for their customers. And, you know, it's interesting to come down and to meet some of the farmers that are there. Uh, You've got uh, folks that they're very, very value-based in terms of how they're producing food, and that's really what drives them. And then you've got folks that that really love to farm and they want to work in agriculture, and they found a better market for their food, say, at the Boise Farmer's Market or a similar farmer's market. And so they've shifted their practices towards the organic or towards the certified organic to serve those customers. What do you think drives your farmer's choices the, the, the most? Is it is it the demand from customers? Is it the value-based? Or is does one kind of play off the other? I think that it starts with loving the land. If you're a farmer, you're doing it because you love to be out there and grow things in the earth. And the cleaner you can make it, the better the food is going to taste, and the better your product that you're offering to people is. I think that our farmers, I know our farmers are absolutely dedicated to sustainability and to nurturing the dirt and to getting the best soil they can make to produce the most delicious, nutritious food. And the other side of that is we have customers now who expect that. They expect to have really great tasting local food that's grown as naturally as possible. Mm -hmm. And so those two things feed off of each other. But I really do think our farmers are dedicated to the land. Well, what is your season there at the Boise Farmers Market? Tell us how this all works. So we open the first Saturday in April, and our farmers have figured out ways to extend the seasons on both ends. So we often, although this year was an exception because of the crazy rain we had in the spring, Mm -hmm. We often open the farmer's market with 
early spring vegetables, carrots and onions and things like that. We always have lots of greens and salad mix and all the kales. And that's the first weekend in April, which is early for us. So we open the first weekend in April. We go every Saturday all summer long, rain or shine. And our closing is the last Saturday in October, which will be a big celebration this year. It'll be great fun. And I hope everybody comes out. And then we move indoors. We move indoors the first Saturday in November. So we close outdoors the last Saturday in October. We open indoors the first Saturday in November. And this year we will be in the building that's next to where the outdoor farmer's market is. So we'll be at 1500 Shoreline, which we're super excited about. We'll be in the back corner of the building, but it's going to be great fun. And it's going to be awesome because we'll have heat (laughs) and light (laughs) and carpet. And then we run right up until the Saturday before Christmas. And that's our last Saturday. And then we regroup and get ready to roll in April again. So for folks who are listening to this on the radio, today is the the celebration. This is the final Saturday outdoor farmer's market for the season. Yes. Awesome. We And come on down. Put your kids in their costumes. Come down to the farmer's market. We're going to have fun games for the kids to play. There's arts activities for the kids. We'll have face painters. We'll have live music. And actually, if the adults want the adults want to play the games, they can play them too. <laughs> oh, great! And it, plus, we'll have we'll have our last round of vendors out on the lot, and we'll we still have lots of fresh produce. And and so when yeah. when folks come when they come to shop at the farmers market, one of the things that they need to understand and expect is that. You know, in a in an area like we live in here in eastern Oregon and in southwestern Idaho, not everything is ready to go every every day of the year, right? You've got things that you're selling at certain parts of the season and things that aren't available at other parts of the season, right? We are very seasonable. Seasonal. Yeah, we're very seasonal. We start in the spring with greens and early onions and radishes and carrots, all those early spring things. And roll into the summer with tomatoes and peppers and all of that by fall. And then right now, we still have greens. Our farmers, as I said, are extending the seasons. We'll mm-hmm. have salad mix right up until Christmas, which is so exciting. We'll have salad mix and arugula, all the kales, all the winter squashes, onions, potatoes, all of those things right up until we're done. And um, yeah, we're a very seasonal market. So each thing varies by season and it's really cool to it's really wonderful to eat seasonally and to know when you can get things in which season. I think it's another part of getting in touch with your food to know the seasonality of it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And it makes, you know, it makes the changes in the seasons kind of exciting cuz something's coming that you really like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's so great in the spring to look forward to know that like in three weeks, there's going to be beets. And then in a month, there's going to be, you know, tomatoes. And it's it's fun to anticipate what's coming. Another quick break. When we come back, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how this is all structured together and how it gets run. Okay. Thank you. Know when they say good fences make good neighbors? When you've got Balin Country gates and panels to really fence your livestock in. Also, when you let your neighbor in on the great deals you can find on Balin Country at DNB. Made from steel and designed for stamina, Balin Country gates and panels are tested to match up to robust ranch life. So instead of mending all those fences, round up a whole new one with Balin Country. 
at DNB Supply. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DNB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop on by your favorite D&B supply. All right, Tamara. Well, I got to ask, you've got such a loyal following and such and such great people that come down and patronize your farmers and, and buy their food at the farmer's market. What do these poor folks do for those those couple months that you're out of business, that you're closed down? Well, they're farmers, so they're kind of closed down too. Um, <laughs> and then our other vendors, our protein vendors and our other vendors have other outlets that they focus mm-hmm. on when the farmer's market is closed. Lots of our vendors wholesale to area grocery stores. Some of them are in Albertsons. Mm-hmm. Lots of folks are at the co-op. They find other ways. I know Steve Campbell from Campbell Taylor Made Beef. He continues to do every other week. He brings orders to the farmer's market footprint and people come and get them from him. Okay. So people have found innovative ways to stay in touch with their customers. So, and, and you're talking about the vendors. I was actually asking about the customers, but it sounds like they've they've all kind of worked this out to get through that off season together. You know, we, we do a newsletter every week and over the winter, we try and keep folks in touch with the farmers and keep them buying local food. And honestly, we'd love to be open year round. Mm-hmm. We just have haven't found a permanent year-round location yet, but it's in our future. Okay. Our number one goal is to find a permanent year-round location so that we can serve the community 365 days a year. Now, how many customers will you average over the course of your season on, on a given Saturday? We average about 4,200 people a Saturday. Wow. Which is a lot. Yeah. I We do a crowd count and the way we do the crowd count was recommended to us by a mathematician, a statistician from Boise State University. Mm-hmm. And so we're pretty clear that our counts are good and our average is 4,200 people a Saturday. Wow. That is very cool. Do you have enough vendors to serve everybody? Or are you still looking to expand your number of vendors? We were 100 vendors at the height of the season this year, and that seems like a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, we would consider add or adding a few more if folks, you know, applied and we thought that they were appropriate. But we're, I think we're doing a good job. I think we're doing a really good job of serving our customer base at this point. Now, I know that the, the standards by which you, you promise your customers you will, you will live up to are, are very important. Who are the folks that come up with those standards and make sure that you, you stay on track? Is it, It's a board of directors, I believe? Yes, we are run by a board of directors. There's 13 people. We always have majority ag on our board. Mm-hmm. So either uh, ranchers or farmers. And we also have community members. We have three community spots on our board. And then the other spots are taken up by other vendors who are members of the market. And to be a member you attend the majority of the markets over the summer and then you are chosen by the board to be a member of the market. So you've got, I guess, all the different stakeholders representing uh, the board and representing the different interests that go into the Boise Farmers Market. 
definitely. And we'll always have uh, ag majority on our board, but it's really important to us that we do have other vendors and definitely that we have community members because we want to know, we want to know what people want. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting combination of things. You you want to be in touch with the community because you want to serve your customer. But on the flip side, you've got a set of standards you want to make sure you adhere to. So I, I imagine that's a that's a balance you're always striking and, and always kind of working towards. Absolutely. And, you know, our tagline is farmers you can trust, food you can trace. And we want to make sure that we are that every day we're open. All right. One more quick break. We'll come back with our final segment and kind of wrap this up. All right, Tamara? Yep, that's great. Thank you. Things are really heating up around here at DMB. You'll see why when you check out our wide selection of high-performance stoves from Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice. These classic pellet and wood-burning stoves light up your hearth and home. They give you even heat and easy maintenance with craftsmanship that stands the test of time and really stands out. So swing on by DMB Supply and see how Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice stoves can warm up your home. DNB knows that life in the West is defined by hard work, innovation, and constant improvement. These values made the West what it is today, and these are the values that have made Wrangler the defining Western brand since 1947. Wrangler apparel is designed to feel good in the saddle, look sharp at the rodeo, and work hard on the ranch. That's why Wrangler fits with classic Western heritage like a boot in a stirrup. For clothing that's a good value and steeped in Western values, stock up on Wrangler at your favorite DNB supply. All right, Tamara. Well, let's talk about special events. I I was perusing the website. By the way, you've got a great website. I always like to make a comment on that because it really represents you very, very well. But I noticed there's special events associated with the Boise Farmers Market. Can you talk to that? Yes. So every Saturday we have the Sprouts Kids Club and we're really proud of it. It's an opportunity for kids to learn about local food and agriculture and kids come and sign in and they get two tokens to shop for produce, uh, vegetables or fruit, each Saturday. And then there's also an activity, a uh, local food or farm-related activity that helps kids learn about their food and helps them learn about ag. So sometimes we do a scavenger hunt where they learn about the seasonality of food. They go around and find who has which items, and then they talk to the farmer about the item Mm -hmm. and write down the farm name, who has it. We do other, you know, we did an apple tasting last weekend where we had them taste a sweet, a tart, and an in-between apple. And even though all the apples were red, the varieties were different. Mm -hmm. So we try and teach them about different aspects of local food. And it's always a fun activity. So that's our Sprouts Kids Club. And we have, gosh, hundreds of kids who participate every summer. And then we also have the Boise Farmers Mobile Market. And that's our mobile unit. It's literally a senior van that's had the seats taken out. And we've put in shelving. And we stock it with vegetables. And we take it out to the neighborhoods Monday through Thursday, Memorial Day through Labor Day. And we do four stops a day an hour at each stop. Mm -hmm. And our focus is to serve folks who can't make it to the farmer's market or who the cost is prohibitive at the farmer's market. We keep the prices as low as possible Mm -hmm. and we go out to the neighborhoods. So how do you, how do you choose the neighborhoods to go to? We focus on senior and disabled housing and we're in the park next to the picnic in the park program that's done by the Idaho food bank. So they provide picnic in the park, which is the 
no cost school lunch program that happens in the summer. And so we're there next to them. So we can serve those families too. And then we also have some fundraiser stops. We go out to Hidden Springs and Avamore and they pay full retail price that you would find at the farmer's market and Mm -hmm. they know it and they're happy to support the program. And we take EBT and we have a double up bucks match from the city that matches up to $20. So if someone brings their EBT card, their SNAP card, and spends $15 to buy produce in the van, they get tokens worth $15 that they can spend anytime, either with us or with the regular farmer's market. So it gives them an opportunity to double their opportunity to purchase okay. and maybe to try things new because they it's not a financial risk to try something new Mm -hmm. with their families. So we're hoping to expand their fresh food that they eat and also, you know, expand their knowledge of local food also. Now, did I see there's a, you offer cooking classes and things like that on there as well? We do a chop cooking class for kids. That's another fun thing that we do with the kids. The first Saturday of every month, we do a cooking class for kids. It's called chop. And eventually we'll have cooking classes for adults, but not quite yet. Okay. But it's in our future. <laughs> okay, got it. And so for folks out there listening right now, they're they're liking what they're hearing. They want to be more involved or they'd like to support your efforts at the Boise Farmers Market. Or how, how would they go about doing that? There's two ways to support us. Come and shop. That's the number uh, one way to right. support us. <laughs> and the other way to support us is we have the BFM Pollinator Society, which is our group that donates funds to help with our nonprofit programming and other expenses. And there is information on our website, mm-hmm. the There's a link to the pollinator page and there's information about the pollinator society there and the opportunity to donate. Now we've got folks listening, you know, as far down as Twin Falls and as far north up at Pendleton, Oregon and all throughout Eastern Oregon for those folks who, you know, it's, it's too big of a drive to come to the Boise farmer's market each and every Saturday. What would you say to them about getting involved in buying local agriculture in their communities? Oh, support your local farmer's market, support it by going there and shopping, support it by finding out who the management is and talking to them about how you could help, whether you'd be on the board or volunteer. Also look for local farmers in your area that sell direct and, you know, buy a CSA. Uh, CSA is community supported agriculture. And what you do is you buy an interest in the farm in the winter before the spring hits. And then you get whatever vegetables they grow, mm-hmm. you get a box over the course of the summer, summer weekly, summer monthly. It's, it's a really great way to get involved in local ag and support a farmer. If, if you don't have a farmer's market or if you, there's a local farmer who has a CSA, but I really highly recommend supporting your local farmer's market. And if you come to Boise to visit and you're here on a Saturday, come and see us. Well, Tamara, before we wrap it up, can you just talk a little bit more about the winter market since that's kind of the season we're transitioning into? Yes, thank you. So our winter market opens indoors at the same location as the outdoor market the first Saturday in November. And it's a little bit more of a holiday focus. It's a great market. It's a lot of fun. We have a special baker coming in who does holiday cookies. We'll have you know, holiday music and hopefully Santa will turn up in December at some point. He's so busy, you know, he hasn't committed (laughs) yet, but we do get him every once in a while. And sometimes he brings Mrs. Claus, which is even better. 
But so our holiday market is every Saturday, nine to one, just like our outdoor market. And we still have great produce and protein, local produce and protein right up until Christmas. So come and join us and shop the holiday market, shop the indoor winter market. We'll also have vendors outside this year. We'll have about 10 vendors outside and about 50, believe it or not, inside. So we're going to keep our big group of vendors and it's going to be great fun. I hope folks will come out and shop us right up until Christmas on Saturdays. Oh, and I also want to say it is possible to have a local food holiday dinner. So imagine your turkey or your prime rib and all your vegetables coming from local farmers and ranchers. So right now, a lot of our ranchers are taking orders for holiday cuts of meat or turkeys or chickens or ducks. We even have ducks this year. And as I said, local produce will be available right up until Christmas, Mm -hmm. but also you can get your produce now and find ways to preserve it and save it for the holidays. Okay, very cool. So if folks want to place an order and and make reservations with some of your local vendors, do they just come down to the farmer's market to do that? Or is there a way to do it on your website? How does all that work? Absolutely. They need to come to the farmer's market. Or if they want to know which farmers do have turkeys available, they can always give me a call. But all that information is available on Saturdays at the farmer's market. So I highly encourage folks to come down to the indoor winter market and ask us, how do I make a holiday dinner? from all local food. We're happy to let you know. Awesome. What a way to get into the season spirit. That'll be great. Exactly. Well, where can people go for more information, Tamara? You can get more information at theboisefarmersmarket.com. And all our information is there. If you have a specific question, they can call me direct. And that phone number is on the website too. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for doing this and, and giving us another outlet for great agriculture here in Idaho and Eastern Oregon. Really appreciated speaking with you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us today. And here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald. <laughs>